Okay. I was wondering because I'm like, well, you could just, if it's just CSS, <laughs> you just copy the file and send it to the browser. <laughs> there you go. Best part of my week every week is hearing that intro. <laughs> okay, here we are with another front end fire, and I'm, I'm of course joined by my co-host Paige Niederinghaus. Hey, hey, everybody! And the lucky TJ Vantol. Hey, everybody! I'm back in action. <laughs> yes, <laughs> after a windstorm and losing yeah. his trampoline. He is, yeah, is, there's uh, some incidents. Sad, we had a sad lost a trampoline to a tree branch that, like, <laughs> like <laughs> precision, like it's almost like a god threw a spear down through it, like, went <laughs> oh, straight no. down through. So tree but, slash god one trampoline zero. In in the grand scheme of things, though, that's that's uh, not the worst thing to lose. Oh, absolutely. Nothing hit the house. Yeah. Nothing hit the house. So. Nothing hit the hit the folks. Nothing hit the dog. It's all good. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it, Exactly. Okay. And wow, what a great episode we had last week with Fred. That -hmm. was so much fun, you know, and it was great to have him really as part of the show. It was just great. I I listened back. My favorite part of that episode was that their new port is 4321. Yes! Literally (laughs) perfect. Yeah, no no notes, just great. (laughs) Perfect. Exactly. Brilliant. 100% brilliant. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm sure we have some news this week. How about we start off with Paige? All right. Well, hold on. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, right. Let's do the sound. There we new go. Segment. Still getting All used right. to this new format. Okay, here we go. Paige. <laughs> so, uh, my news for this week is that Lightning CSS is gaining wider spread adoption. So, if you're not what, familiar what Lightning with Lightning CSS. Yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> So Lightning CSS was formerly known as Parcel CSS by the same team that built the Parcel Bundler. And uh, they rebranded it about a year ago because it is, in their estimation, the fastest CSS parser around. It does parsing, transforming, minifying, bundling. Um, It's written in Rust, which we all love as JavaScript developers because it's so close to the metal. And it has about 350,000 NPM downloads per week and climbing. So it's definitely catching on. Um, and it supports all of the modern CSS features. It does modules. It does CSS nesting. It does media queries. Uh, all the new color gamuts that have become, you know, OKLCH, mm. OKLab. It supports those. It does logical properties. It does tree shaking selector features, and it auto-converts everything based on what browsers you're supporting. So if you are going you know, back a, a browser version or two, it will convert all of those things that are brand new into fallbacks that the older browsers can also use. So it does all that out of the box just as, as is. Um, so what is new and exciting about it is that Tailwind has said that they are going to integrate it into their next-gen engine, which is called Oxide. They just announced this at a conference recently. Um, So Tailwind is trying to become the next all-in-one CSS processing tool. So it's it's going all-in on Lightning CSS. And StackBlitz also has announced that they support it. So if you're building apps in your browser and using StackBlitz for it, 
you can take advantage of Lightning CSS. So it's really, it's on a rocket at the moment. Uh, doesn't show any signs of slowing down anytime soon. So it's going to be pretty interesting, I think. Awesome. This is super yeah. interesting. Is it like, so it's doing the bundling part. Is this like an alternative to SAS? Will this like take SAS in? I'm trying to, to parse through in my head exactly how <laughs> I would realistically incorporate this like into a project. I don't think that this works with SAS, but I think this works with CSS as you're using it. So I think that it is an alternative to SAS, but it supports all of the, you know, logical new things that CSS just supports out of the box. So you don't have to use it to do nesting and you don't have to use SAS to do functions and things like that. It, I think it just takes in all the new variables and the new functions that are native to CSS and makes those work across browsers and across versions. Okay, so it does some translation there. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep, I was wondering, because I'm like, well, if you could just, if it's just CSS, <laughs> you just copy the file and send it to the browser. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's real fast, yeah. faster than Rust, probably. Well, I see, um, like, it's got sections on browsers, like handling different browsers, handling feature flags. Mm -hmm. um, so it does look kind of like an alternative, like, to, to SAS because it looks like it's doing some of the same things, but yeah, well, presumably in Rust and crazy fast and whatnot. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. It is. It should be. It should be pretty cool. Um, heard great things about it. I personally have not used it myself yet, but I'm excited to after seeing all the stuff that it can do. And it's out the door, ready for prime time. I guess it, it was just re. re named mm -hmm. right so it's been out yeah. for a while yeah okay yeah. I see. Cool. yeah it's definitely gaining widespread traction and now with people you know teams like tailwind saying that they're going yeah. to start integrating it that's a huge bump in its favor and better marketing come on lightning css <laughs> that's great <laughs> their their website too which is uh, how i always judge my, yes. my initial impressions on these <laughs> well, libraries for css it's a good one right yeah you know. Oh yeah, true. I mean, it is CSS. Yeah. It should be quite good. <laughs> Hello, uh, yeah. And it's yeah, they've got some sweet neon effects going on. It's it's Ooh. a good website. Okay, well, I gotta go check <laughs> yeah. this out now. I haven't checked it out yet. All right, awesome. Okay, TJ, what you got? All right, so uh, ChatGPT has announced an enterprise plan. ChatGPT Enterprise. Um, and if you're wondering what that comes with, it is yes, please. the ability to put in more text and have longer conversations, mm -hmm. uh, unlimited access to GPT-4, nice. uh, and then a bunch of like enterprisey things like the encryption, security, SOC 2, uh, mm -hmm. the things that your bigger businesses of the world are going to look for in order to yep. trust one of these tools. Uh, and also no pricing offered. So it's, it's the classic, mm. like contact sales for more information. Uh, it's going to be cheap. Yeah. yeah. You know, when, when that's on there, that's not going to be cheap. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I shared this as, I think it's interesting because as we start using more of these sort of AI tools to see what's available and like what companies are actually going to purchase for their employees to use. So if you're listening to this and you work at a larger enterprise, right, this actually might be something you could get access to, right? Because your startup might not have the budget for this, but if you're working at a big bank or insurance company, you very much might have the budget for this and it might be worth the productivity increases. So 
Maybe something to check out. Ask your boss. Ask your boss's boss. Whatever, <laughs> however high you need to go, um, might be a decent idea. To, I'm to sure people have been with. using it in enterprises before now. Oh, just, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Without the enterprise knowing, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be an argument to get it in the door too, because it, it's yeah. like we're we're doing it anyway. So why don't we do it with this? So we have all these security guarantees and whatnot, right. so that you could do it in like a company-approved or authorized way, right. rather yeah. than just so doing it on share. the down low trade secrets and upcoming campaigns and everything with the whole internet. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like, if you look at how they're positioning it, that's what they're saying. Like you don't want it, your employees are going to be putting in their, you know, trade secrets or whatever the case may be. And you mm -hmm. don't want that to, to leak or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Nice. But I gotta play, I gotta play the old, whatever guy on the hill was like, you know, we really do need to make sure. And I've been using ChatGPT, well, Copilot for a long time. Uh, you need to make sure when you get that code back from it, that you go and review that code, you know, mm -hmm. just don't take it as is, you know, yeah. go through it, make sure that it works like you is written like you would write it and all that stuff. Cause I, I had the feeling because we're so strapped for time, you know, it's like, oh, I've only got an hour between these two meetings. I got to get this feature in, you know, that we, we use like a, a co-pilot or something like that. Get the code cranked out very quickly. And, well, oh, it works. You know, mm -hmm. check it in. You know, and it's like, no, no, you got to like actually like spend that time, even though it'll, yes, slow you down a little bit. Just just make sure that it is, is what you thought it was. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I, I really appreciate CodePilot, especially for filling in kind of complicated TypeScript types that mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I love yeah. having Copilot explain that to me and fix it, but it really bugs me sometimes when you're trying to write a comment for a function that's already been written and explain what the function does, and Copilot keeps trying to fill it in with something <laughs> that is wrong. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I, absolutely. But, yeah, that's a minor gripe in comparison to what Copilot does that is very useful and very helpful. Oh yeah, Paige and I were having fun with this yesterday because we were writing a new function and it kept trying to, like we started the function and it guessed the whole implementation, including making up some endpoints. And it was wrong, but it was, it was like, it was wrong, but it was cool. close. Like it was, <laughs> you, could see where, you could see where it was going. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like, that's sort of the fascinating part of using these tools is because like as engineers, we're thinking like, oh, we're like reverse engineering the bot to like, oh, I know how it got there. And it actually was pretty clever, but not quite, not quite and so, there. And sometimes I'll take it and then just hack on it. Yep. You know, yeah. I think it was actually than... faster. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it was faster. I think I accepted the suggestion and then just tweaked it. And that ended up saving yeah. me time because typing yeah. that all up manually would have taken longer. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I'll do mine. Mine is uh, that Astro now is Versal is now the official hosting partner of Astro, which is Ooh. wow. You know, Versal continues its its expansion. There actually are some cool elements of it, like they're now supporting edge middleware for uh, Astro, which is great. Uh, if that's a, if that's a real requirement for you, probably for auth things like that. But you can do it on the edge, which is going to make it super fast. Uh, and also their image optimization. I'm not sure if it is the same image optimization as Next, but they are doing the similar features to Next in terms of doing some cool image optimization. So it's great to see that Astro has got a big backer 
as well as had you know a new basically zero deploy zero change deploy to production type versatile thing that they do really well mm-hmm. uh, yeah and it's just good you know it's good to see Vercel so, is becoming a bit bit of a big dog on the hill for sure. Do you think that Vercel is going to acquire Astro at the f- in the future? <laughs> it's a step one. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, I think one of the big elements of Astro's success is its kind of you know its impartiality. Like it's it's, commu- it's community based, and it's also it connects with it basically everything. You can put Solid on it. You can just use Astro itself. You can use Solid. You can use. View, React, whatever, all of it. Yeah. Preact. I think Bruce, I think Bruxelles' perspective on this too is they don't need to acquire them if they can just get Astro people to host their site, yeah. buy their stuff, right? Yeah, that's, that's probably true. their incentive yeah. behind this, pay, right? We just you know yeah. get get for folks. That's yeah. how they make their money, right? Yeah. So if they can just establish themselves as they, for them, it's probably a marketing deal that they want people to be seen when you're building an Astro app. Hey, Bruxelles the easiest place to host this right we'll give you some money if you promote it that way and hopefully we both come out ahead but i think it makes sense i mean it's good for it's honestly good for developers because having a handy easy place to to host astro apps is a good thing yeah always i think it also gives a a big air of legitimacy to astro Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's definitely one of those things where people are like oh astro is cool and I, but I wonder if I'm going to be able to pitch this to my boss. Like, is my boss going to yeah. be like, mm, a little cutting edge for us versus, yes. yeah. It's like, oh, no, no, now Versal is a partner on this. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yep. That's real. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good job, Astro. Yeah, well done. Well, yeah. good, good going, Fred. And there's a really, uh, <laughs> apparently there's a, a link to a video where Lee Rob and, uh, and Fred talking and looks great. So I haven't actually watched it yet, but looks looks like fun. Nice. So did we give Astro the front end fire bump? Did we make this happen? Have we had I Fred think so. Week, so <laughs> I think sure we did. Yeah. Sure we did. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, 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 yeah I, right. Okay. They, he did a big marketing push. He was all over the place last week. Yeah, it's amazing. They did a good yeah. job. Yeah. It's funny too because when he came on, he's like, oh, "I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, what do you mean?" And the big guy's like, "Wow, okay, I guess." And then I'm watching the rollout of like mm-hmm. interview, interview, These interview, like, Whoa. videos. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they know yeah, how to do they it. They did a good job. Yeah. All right. Sounds like time for what's making us happy this week. Woo! I love it. Okay. TJ, what's making you happy this week? Uh, so I have a new work laptop and oh. I have I have an M2 MacBook Pro and I I didn't know whether to believe the hype, but the hype is very real. This thing is <laughs> This thing is amazing. What were you I upgrading wish, from? So an Intel like oh, a Intel okay, i7, yeah. so you know pre pre M1 even. So mm-hmm. the and honestly, I thought the the Intel one was fine because for the most part it was for my like day to day development and stuff. The two times I noticed problems were when I was running bigger Docker containers and video editing. Those mm-hmm. were the two times where like the Intel one was slowing down. And as I was doing more work in those environments, I was like, okay, I think it's time to upgrade. 
And like, man, this thing is crazy. Like I'll, I'll, I gave Docker all sorts of resources and I'm video editing at the same time. And like the fan, I still don't think I've even heard the fan on this thing. <laughs> it's like, it, it's crazy. It works incredibly well. Jack, you're on mute. Jack, you're on mute. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I don't know if Docker's been optimized or not for it, but certainly the video editing apps have. Like the video editing, like it, all of the Premiere, Final Cut Pro, what I don't know what you're using, but like ScreenFlow, those are all like they're hyper optimized for that stuff. And man, they make use of the M2 stuff. So it's in and it, the video exports are su- super fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's- it's something like I didn't do a direct comparison, but for the videos I was working on, it was like a 10x improvement, like legitimately, Woo. just like nice, like insane difference. So, and also just the fact that previously when I would export a video, that's all I could do, right? I'd export a video and I'd go to the bathroom, go get some coffee or <laughs> whatever. And now it's like that can just be casually running in the background, and I can be doing right? other stuff. And yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really and it changes changes how you think about doing videos because it's like, oh wow, okay, I could. Oh, I you, know, you think, oh wow, you know, I, I needed to make a change there, but I didn't. I I guess I do. I have the ten minutes to re-export or whatever. It's like nah, but now it's like, well, it only takes a minute. You know, so yeah. make the changes, react for you're yeah, done. Why not? You know, yeah, exactly. Why not? Yeah, totally. Nice. Yeah, fantastic. And it looks sexy too. It's a it's a sexy beast. Oh god, it's so good. It, yeah. Like Is my it? wife was my wife was very jealous, and now I might be purchasing another <laughs> one for for personal use. There you so go. that's the one downside. Yeah. Does it Pay- still come with the touch bar, or is the touch bar gone? No, touch bar is gone. Um, <gasps> Yay! Yeah. Oh. Oh, it, it has an HDMI port. It ha- like oh, uh, like it has yeah. like actually useful ports on the side. Um, it has a MagSafe back. Like, see, I got it. Uh, yeah, it's got a MagSafe three is, now. Oh, this that's is, cool. Yeah, this is not great for the uh, for audio podcasts, but it's all right. I've, I'll just show it off anyways. Right? It's got like the <gasps> old school. Oh, MagSafe cord on it that. too, so it's oh, like nice. MacBooks. The best parts, right? They they, they, <laughs> they finally listened to feedback and right. Bring back did it right. right. So oh sweet. Yeah. Apparently, it charges a lot faster in MagSafe. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's it's been great. Although I will say the battery lives on those things are freaking nuts too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. yeah. I, I haven't tried it yet because it, for the most part, it's just been sitting on my desk, but I'm going to get pretty soon here. I'm going to get to test that out too. So yeah, you, you can walk around for the, that thing for days. It, it, <laughs> it'll still keep going. All right. Well, I can see how that makes you happy mm-hmm. as well as having your house, yeah. which is always a good thing. <laughs> All right. Paige, what's making you happy this week? Uh, this week, I'm going to pick something that you have picked in the past, which is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh, so good. We, yeah, we watched the second season of it this week, and it is everything that Jack has said it is and mm. more. It was, mm-hmm. and especially if you have watched previous Star Trek or other iterations, like um, there was a cross, like he said, there was a crossover with Lower Decks, which is their, one of their That was fantastic. Series. Yes, um, unbelievable. And just the references that they make, kind of little Easter eggs that they pop in about previous 
previous Star Trek shows or future Star Trek shows that are coming up. It's just awesome. The The cast is great. Everybody is amazing. And it's kind of, when I see some of the the stuff that they're able to do with CG and the special effects, this is what I imagine that Gene Roddenberry envisioned when he yeah. created the original ones back in the 60s and just kind of, you know, the, the technology has finally caught up to where it feels like it actually could be happening or this could be you know the future so just totally enjoyable the cast is great the stories are great the crossovers are awesome it's there's a lot of laughing in addition to a lot of star trek it was a very funny it was a very funny season like most of it was more fun than really like Mm -hmm. crazy okay so what do you think of the musical episode I really enjoyed it. I enjoy okay. musicals in general. My yeah. husband is not a musical person, um, but even he enjoyed it at least yeah. a little bit. So, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the 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 Klingons doing K-pop. Come on, you gotta love that. That is just insane. Well, and everybody really sounded great. Oh yeah, they sounded. They have some definite singers on that that cast. Well, Uhura is an Emmy Award winner. That's what I've Uhura, heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she, she, wow, her segment when she does her thing in the her solo in the the engine room is just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, gonna kill her voice. So right. TJ, have we finally convinced you to watch this show? No, no. I'm oh sorry. come on, a, oh, give up. Heart take of at least stone. a few more times. <laughs> oh my it's, god, it's gonna be season covered. five before we get you watching this thing. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. And then he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to binge it all this weekend. Right. Five seasons. <laughs> all right. Well, mine is I'm actually reading an honest to God physical with pages book. Whoa. Nice. Crazy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so retro. Uh, and it's called Chip War. And it's about the evolution of the, the creation of the microchip. And how important it is to our economy and how it's it's more important than like we we generally think about like, you know, oil and, you know, all of the sort of basics as like this is what countries go to war over. I mean, that whole thing about Taiwan mm-hmm. is I mean, it is the world will pivot on that interaction because uh, you know, so much of our technology is just straight up built in Taiwan and, you know, that that's what we run on. I mean, we, you, when there was a chip slowdown, it, it hurt everything. Cars weren't being mm-hmm. produced. Everything's got some sort of IC in it. And yeah. it, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and it's a fa- fascinating read, gluing, you know, compelling, fun read, uh, but also like really, really, uh, you know, Eye informative. Eye opening. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it really... Yeah. I don't think anybody really understood just how much of our everything today is is driven by chips until COVID happened and the and suddenly there were none. Yeah. Then everybody became a lot more cognizant of it. But yeah, it's it it would probably astound all of us to see just how much technology doesn't work without them. It was, it's funny now. I'm thinking about it. I'm with two IoT folks, and here I am talking about you know like chip war. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, well. It, it's funny how much we didn't, like you said, we we didn't even think about it. We, in hindsight, we really should have realized, like, oh yeah, like 
almost all of the advanced chips are made in like one place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those chips are kind of important to like mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even our company so, huh. that we work for had uh, issues sourcing for for various chips at different times, and you know costs just went all over the place, up and down, and left and right. So, yeah, it was it was definitely a thing, and is is still. Um, it's never going to be. I, th- I don't think like it was. Yeah, there's a company. There's a the way they make chips is there's a lithography, and they create these ultra high resolution masks, and then they use you know, they, they they flash across the mask, and that then prints on the silicon and all that. And that lithography is obviously, I mean, it's, it was obviously very primitive back in the day when they first started it, but now it is unbelievably sophisticated to get that, you know, the five nanometer or whatever, three nanometer chips or whatever. And there's one company that makes those lithography machines. Oh, wow. I mean, literally 100%. And it's not, uh, it's, it's like Belgium or something. And it's, it's like, whoa, <laughs> it is a, it's international. Like the whole chain, the whole supply chain is international. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that, that's a crucial link in Taiwan um, you know, to actually create the chips. Yeah. My, my favorite stat around this. So the, the, the most advanced chips right now, I think are five nanometer chips. That's in okay. like the most recent iPhones and stuff. So five nanometers. A nanometer, I've, I just pulled it up because I had to look it up. One nanometer is about as long as your fingernail grows in one second. Like that just blows. Wow. They can Absolutely measure that. Like blows my mind. <laughs> well... And then we're creating chips that are like, so chips that are as big as your fingernail grows in five seconds. And that's what this stuff is building. And like, I, oh my, my mind like actually cannot process no. that, that, no. that that happens. Like, no, no amount yeah. of technical reading about these processes can make that actually compute. Mm-mm. It's nuts. Man. Wow. It's amazing what wow. technology can do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Even having read most of the book, I'm, I'm, that was a great statistic there, man. Awesome. <laughs> nuts. Back yeah. to the show. <laughs> well, still, though, it is making me happy to read this book. I feel informed. Yeah. So there you go. Well, that sounds like some awesome things that are making us happy this week, and it's been a fantastic week. So look forward to seeing you guys next time. This podcast is brought to you by the Blue Collar Coder. You can join us on the Blue Collar Coder Discord in our Front End Fire chat room and ask us Mm -hmm. any questions that you have. And also, uh, I am writing a book on, or I'm writing a course, actually, sorry, on Next.js called ProNextJS.dev. And uh, that should be out pretty soon. So go to ProNextJS.dev, sign up on the newsletter. You'll get tips, you'll get tricks, You'll, there, we're going to have a full-on tutorial on state management come up pretty soon. It's going to be a whole video tutorial. It's going to be really amazing. That's going to come out for free, and that's going to lead us into the course. And it's going to be great. Sweet. All right. Be the first to enroll. That's what the There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, see y'all next week. See yeah. Bye, then. everybody.